Yes, people, we are back. And we're not as late as we were last time, I think, maybe. Yeah. Were we here last week? Uh, we were very late. And if we, it wasn't last week, it was the week before. We took a bye week. I forget. No, we took a bye week a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, we were here last week. Who was playing last week? Uh, oh, yeah, Raiders Packers. We were very late because we were both backstage. And, like, I oh, didn't know right. it was on me to start the stream. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, guys, we're back on the kick with the NFL show. Ooh, touchdown Cowboys on a fourth and one. Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got two touchdowns in the first nine minutes. Is this going to be the shootout? Is this going to be the shootout we didn't know we needed? Oh, absolutely. Here we go. But uh, shout out, everybody. Uh, We are back another week. And um, as you can tell by the title, what is the title of this stream? No undefeated teams left. The Niners lost in hilarious fashion, and the Eagles lost in potentially even more hilarious fashion. Yeah, it was a, it was a duel of who can lose in a stranger way. Yes. So I can't tell if losing to PJ Walker or Zach Wilson is more embarrassing. It's actually a compelling conversation. I don't know, man. I feel like the Niners missing a 41-yard field goal to win the game that was pretty much dead center is hilarious. Definitely. Definitely. That's like something that you expect people to make in high school. Yep. But, you know, it is what it is. We are back. Uh, Week six is in the books, guys. We are a third of the way through the NFL season already. Yep. New math. New math. We are a third of the way through, believe it or not. I feel like it just started. But um, six weeks, big up everybody um, as you guys will trickle in here. Um, Leon, we see you. Shout out to you. Anybody else, uh, first-time viewers, last-time viewers, any time in between, welcome. We are back. Um, you know, we might have a good game tonight, so that would be interesting. It looks like it. We've been, uh, we've definitely, we're definitely due for a good shootout, a good little 45 to 42. You know, we need one of those. I'll be honest. I just want like a compelling game that's not hard to watch. Actually, like, like the game last week, right? Raiders Packers, we got through that together. Like, that was fun to watch as a family. Like, watching that shit alone would not have been the move. Oh, (laughs) it was either watch that with you guys or nothing. Yeah, didn't um, uh, what's his face? Jordan Love threw like a weird pick in the end zone. Yeah, to end the game. Yep. Oh, I remember now. They were moving the ball well, and he said, "You know what? Let's go for it. Big play. Fuck what? it. The game ends now." And he was right. He was just wrong at the same time. Hey man, it is what it is. But yeah, guys, we are here. Shout out to you, Leon. We see you. Um. If you guys have any questions or any thoughts or like strong opinions or anything you want us to talk about, go ahead and just lob it in there. Um, we're not going to go game by game. I will do my due diligence and pull up the results. But we're not, if you think we're going to sit here and talk about 15 matchups that we just saw, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, it's not enough good matchups. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Really good games this week. I don't think we had a single one, actually. Yeah, the really part there really makes it difficult. No, like, the, the best game, I think, was Seahawks-Bengals. I agree. I agree. That was the one that I think... Actually, 
we can talk about. But yeah, I mean, nothing really jumps off the screen to me. <laughs> we absolutely have to talk about this game. Like the Patriots giving up a safety to end the game and then blow the cover on that is probably hilarious and probably very painful for people who bet Pats plus three. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That There's not um, much. So so we – well, yeah, we did a pretty different thing on Emotion Football on YouTube yesterday where it wasn't a Sunday night watch-along. It was a, it was an earlier watch-along. Um, did you catch what happened in that Sunday night football game, though? Yes. I, I checked ESPN. I saw the game was delayed, and somebody had to get ambulanced off the field. Right. So it's like – same shit, different day as far as Bills primetime games go. And then um, I saw a clip of the Giants throwing the ball into the end zone to end the game, and obviously it was incomplete. So I take it they had a chance to win? They were one yard away from winning uh, with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. And, Damn. yeah, they just uh, – I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think they drew up a play that literally nobody was open for because it was a play action to Saquon. There were mm-hmm. two bills in the backfield. The guy they threw it to was covered. I just think it's hilarious to get that close and then run a play that works so poorly. But that's just what the Giants this year have been about. It is what it is. Damn, that SoFi Stadium is full, man. It's probably 75% Cowboys fans. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was wondering if this would be like the most like uh, advantageous Cowboys crowd that they experienced this year because I feel like at like the Cowboys Stadium, um, that crowd's there just to hang out. I think this. No, definitely. That's that's what the SoFi crowd is for the Chargers, especially. Like, there's actual Rams fans in LA. Yeah. Like, there's a whole generation of people who grew up with the Rams in LA, so the Rams do have a fan base. They're just like in their mid 40s, early 50s, and they're mostly Latino dudes. Yeah. But like, there is a like section of people that have supported the Rams the whole time. Yeah. So, um, but no, for like the Chargers in Los Angeles, I don't think there's too many, man. I'll be honest. That's it. That's what I mean. Like, there's next to none. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, given how much that Cowboys games, people are there to just hang out. Like, I wonder if you might actually get like a semi raucous Cowboys contingent in this stadium for people oh, who maybe aren't getting priced out of being at the the home games and you know are. Southern California people who've been Cowboys fans for a minute. I think they do their uh, training camps in the area, right? Yeah, they, they do their training camp actually in my hometown in Oxnard. Oh, shit. True. Yeah. They Pick do up Shakar in the chat, by the way. Shout out to the new people in the chat. If you guys know, Shakar, you're not new. But shout out to any of you in the chat. If you guys have questions, strong opinions, things you just got to get off your chest, uh, you're not really a NFL consumer, but you're here for whatever reason because you can't sleep, uh, let us know. That's cool. That works with us. But, um, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, P- at... Peter, did you hear about, because I saw a tweet go past my timeline that I didn't particularly like look into, but it said something about SoFi not being a part of the 2026 World Cup. Is that a real thing? Um... Are they going to do it at the Rose Bowl? Let me go find it and see what that was all about. Because I know, like, it was something to do with, like, the width of the 
playable surface. Ah. But uh, I don't know. I assume it would be. I feel like that's kind of the purpose of building that kind of stadium is for moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, what are the what are the cheapest Chargers Cowboys tickets right now? I'm I'm looking it up. Yeah, there's there's just like low down ones that are like egregiously expensive. I would not do that. No way. But um, no, I don't. I don't think. I just can't imagine logistically people signing off on the Rose Bowl having World Cup games. It's absolutely horrible, man. It's like a three lane each way freeway. Yeah. And the exit spits you right out into a neighborhood. There's yes. a golf course surrounding the Rose Bowl, and that's what you would have to park on unless you just got Ubered in. Yeah. But the problem with Ubers is that shit gets so gridlocked that it just takes forever to get in and get out. And the surcharge is probably ridiculous. Yes. So I'm I fucking doubt they're gonna have the World Cup at the Rose Bowl. I fucking doubt it. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I'm trying to find this tweet now. But uh, the Ravens play at the um at SoFi on November twenty sixth. It's the Chargers, right? Yep, Sunday Night Football. Ooh, that's a good watch along. I might actually go. I wonder what tickets are cheaper, that uh, that matchup or Ravens-Cardinals? Oh, definitely Ravens-Cardinals. The same seed at Ravens-Cardinals is like 50 bucks before the fees, and at Ravens-Chargers, it's like 75 True. Both pretty decent, I guess. No, they're both like plenty affordable for like what kind of experience I want at football games. Right. Like I'm gonna probably do both. But um oh yeah, definitely, dude. I can get the thing is to do the trip to Arizona, I kinda wanna like bring somebody with me. It's like a long yeah. trip to do on my own. Right. But I might, fuck it. I'll see. <laughs> I'll see what's up. Brian Schottenheimer, I'm assuming he's the son of Marty Schottenheimer. Yep. Who used to coach the Chargers. Yep. And got fired when they went 14 and 2 and lost in the first round of the playoffs with the divisional round. Yep. Iconic guy. Iconic guy. The Chargers have just never been that good since, funnily enough. Okay. So I found it. So there's a report by a guy named John Sutcliffe, who is a. ESPN reporter based out of Mexico that reported that SoFi Stadium will no longer host the World Cup due to the design of the stadium and nothing else. So there's no like subsequent take or mention of what the alternative is. It's kind of just left with that. Um, But it's it's not like a widely covered story. All I'm hearing or all I'm able to find is just that one report. So maybe it's also just not true. I was going to say, because the only other alternative is the Rose Bowl. And I, that's, that's weird. That's a decision made almost three years in advance. Yeah. I find that strange. 
But yeah, it, it doesn't make sense for them to all of a sudden now realize, hey, there might be a logistical issue to actually making this happen. That issue was raised when they were selecting host sites. Yeah. And they were like, nah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They could probably make it happen. What, I, what I'm interested in seeing is uh, what's going to happen when they convert a bunch of the playing surfaces to natural grass for that tournament. And how like NFL players react to it? Oh, they're gonna be pissed because they're gonna be like, "Oh, why don't you do that for us?" Yes, yes, you did it for these guys that don't even play here ever. Yep, hundred percent. And they can hold that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Damn, four minutes until my oven pizza gets turned off. Let's do this. Dak, free rusher, got him. No, he escaped. Escapability. You better throw it, brother. Oh, he didn't throw it anyways. Well, damn. All right. Well, that was the longest, like, three-yard sack I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it now. But, yeah, if yeah. I can get, like, a... Cheap hotel room for a couple nights. I'm definitely gonna go. I feel like I should. Yeah. No, it'll be a good time. Obviously, like it'll be a good matchup. Easy W. Oh yeah, and then Sun Spurs plays. That's definitely a delay game. They he called timeout. Okay. Sun Spurs play the night before. Yeah. So I can sit back to back. Yeah, I could spend like 120 bucks on two sporting events. Yeah. Both things I've always wanted to do. I, mean, I suppose I could get shitty nosebleeds, but nah, I'm not going to do that. I'll be sitting right in midfield like a pimp, which is really high <laughs> up. But yeah, guys, shout out to all of you. And uh, it's 7 7, two minutes left in the first. Third down for Dallas. It's actually a big game for the Cowboys, kind of. Uh, yeah, because uh, you don't want to drop two in a row. You don't want to go out, you know, looking soft after a bad loss. Um, and it's a winnable game. And it's uh, not that this, this probably doesn't matter matter to the players, but for the coaching staff, they are going up against Kellen Moore, so that probably means something to them. So. This is one of those games where, you know, you should be getting Dallas's best punch. Mm -hmm. As for whether that actually happens, we'll see. But you yeah. should be getting the best punch. Oh, dropped it, but wasn't going to convert that anyways. They're going to probably have to punt it now. Have you ever met a Chargers fan, like, in real life? Yeah, my supervisor at work's a Chargers fan. Damn. Yeah, I met one, and, and then I, I grew asked up him. With, I grew up with one. See, so like when I do, I've only ever met one, and like when I did, I asked him. I was like, "Oh, you guys exist?" Hmm. He was like, "Yeah." No, I, I grew up with one, like in like elementary school, like playing soccer and stuff. My supervisor's one. There was a good chunk of people from San Diego area that I met in college that are like diehard San Diego sports people. Yeah, they fucking love the Padres and then the Chargers. 
But now some of them are like, fuck the Chargers after they left, which I completely understand. Yeah, of course. What, why are the Padres not like elite? Um, They don't know how to develop talent. Mm. I think that's it. They have all the money, but they don't know how to internally develop. Right. So they never like maximize players on the margins. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's what it is. They should be better, but they're just not. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like again, as as somebody who's like even oh, less than a this casual. It's not against the Spurs. It's against the Jazz. It's against the Jazz. Yeah. Oh, the vibes are, are nowhere near the same. Yeah, I'm not. But I mean, super excited about this. I'll be honest. It's still, it's still a Suns home game, but like, yeah, Wemby would have been. That would have been special. Yeah, I'm not super stoked on this anymore. I'll still go. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Oh well. Yeah. Yo, I saw that Thomas Bryant dunk, and I was like, I need to see this in person. <laughs> that dude, they had him looking like he was a part of a sitcom, man. Like, I need that. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, people, let's take a look at the pizza. There it is. Ooh, we are getting live coverage from Peter's Kitchen. Yeah. I can't say I don't care about the people. I never alleged that. But, um, yeah, guys, we are back. We love all of you. And uh, we, do it for, we do it for you, niggas, man. It is what it is. Every single one of you. Every single one of you, niggas, man. Oh man. Hey man, Leon, you said we don't need to talk about the pets. Don't worry. <laughs> we we won't. <laughs> oh, happily. Happily. Oh yeah, yeah. There is Do nothing that. further to say. We've said everything there there needs to be said. I have nothing else. Yeah, man. Patriots are hashtag not good. I wish they kind of were better. But you know, it is what it is. I, I wish they were like like fun bad. Just yeah, like, like like fun. Just just yeah. I was just, just settled for fun, to be honest. Yep. Like their whole offense is slow. Mm-hmm. Their defense surprisingly sucks. Their quarterback can't play. Um, it's all bad. The defensive coordinator is the coach's son, and he looks weird as hell. Yep. The vibes are downright terrible. <clears throat> the vibes are not great. Wemby plays in LA on the Sunday that the Ravens play in Arizona. Damn. I'm also trying to hit up like four or five Clippers games this year. I got my eyes on this November 12th, 12.30 p.m. game against the Grizzlies. I got my eyes on it, man. I'm ready. That sounds good. I feel like an early basketball game, it's like a nice tone setter for a weekend day. Dude, it's these early games in Los Angeles are amazing because nobody goes. Yeah. They are so fire. Oh wow. What a run. After the catch. Keenan Allen. So I take it they're out of the shadows of the goalposts. <clears throat> yep. That's good for them. Uh, I feel like we've seen a lot of offense in the first quarter, so that's good. That bodes well. 
Hopefully yeah. this game sustains. Um, it felt like Bengals Seahawks started well, of, and then yeah, I don't know what happened. The defenses just took over. Um, it, it was interesting. Like if it felt like towards the end of the game, the Seahawks uh-huh. could get to like the ten, and then yeah, we just like, start going backwards. <laughs> they get to the ten, and then the Bengals D line said, "You know what, Geno Smith, you're not even going to get an opportunity to throw this football." Yep. Um, I think Burrow Burrow looks healthier. Like he looks less like a hurt guy back there. Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked fine. Less statue like it's. It's. I mean, I think he's probably just about healthy. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big set of games for the Bengals after the bye week. They got the bye week at three and three, and I don't know if you were there when I went through their next four games, but the next four games are Niners, Bills. Texans, Ravens. Oh wow! Yep. So, um, the three getting clawing back to three and three is great, but I mean, conceivably, you could find yourself at four and six pretty easily. Oh yeah. Oh, they have Kansas City away in Week Seventeen. My God. Yep. So They're that's why gonna lose seven or eight games. That's why before this game on like my preview stream, I talked about how huge of a game that is for Cincinnati. Because if you go into that four game stretch at two and four, uh, you're damn not you're damn near in win now mode against great teams in week eight of the year. And yeah, that's, man, not, that's good. not great for them. Yeah, so they absolutely needed that win against Seattle. Um, and they got it, so that's fortunate for them. Yeah, down the stretch, they're at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, and at Jacksonville in December. Yeah, they're they're in hell. Yeah, that's not great for them. Because, like, with the Ravens, I kind of feel opposite about it. Yeah. Like, they host the Lions. The Ravens low-key haven't played a home game since we lost to the Colts. Right. Like, I just realized that. Has it been three, three in a row? Yeah, so at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, and then... It was a Tennessee home game, but in London. Right. So they host the Lions. It was actually a big game. They go to Arizona, then they host the Seahawks, Browns, and Bengals. That's a pretty reasonable schedule. Like, there's nothing outrageous there. I expect them to win, like, four of the games. Yeah. If they don't win at least four, I'm going to be pretty mad. I think they should be beating the Cardinals, probably beating the Seahawks, definitely beating Cleveland, and winning one of the Lions or the Bengals home games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they're not at least 8-4 and four going into the bye, I'm going to be very mad. Understandably. And if you're at 8-4, and four, there's a decent chance since he is like something like 6-6. Six and six. Six and six at best. Yeah. Like, they could be like that's six, what I, I, five and seven. But it could yes. they could also be six and six with like lost two games to Baltimore. So you could be essentially like three games ahead with five games left. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, second quarter is about to begin, guys. Second to five. There goes Justin Herbert, free rusher off the edge. He's running for his life, throws it, incomplete. 
Yeah, I wonder where Mikasa and fucking Eddie are. Um, yeah, I mean, Eddie not being here when his Raiders are, you know what I'm saying, three and two. Hey, man, the Raiders. Three and three. Playoff three and three. Looking at four and three. Let's go, baby. Yo, Tyson Bajant is standing between them and four and three. I know that four and three is cash. Hey, man. Let's do it. You have a lot of three lost teams in the AFC, though. Oh, actually, let, let's let's uh, let's really start looking at this. So they got the Bears, right? That's four and three. Um, Probably. So let's say they they lose to the Lions the week after, because that's pretty likely, right? Four and four. So you know, up and down. Yeah. Uh, then they get the Giants and the Jets. Let's go ahead and give them two wins, because why not, right? Six and four. Six and four, right? That's exciting, right? Um, and then how does it look after that? Dolphins, Chiefs. <laughs> two losses. Six and six. So the roller coaster continues. They then get a bye week, and then they get Vikings and Chargers. That is probably one and one. So seven and seven. Um, probably, but like they might win both games. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Then it's Chiefs and Colts. So we can give them one and one again. Hey, man, the Raiders might be nine and eight, ten and seven, right on the border. Broncos game at the end. That looks like nine and eight to me. Yep. With a, if anything, like closer to ten and seven than eight and nine. Hey, but you never know. They could like looking at. I know it's like hella early to look at standings. Yeah. But like, you have the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the Bills. Do I all think you can safely say will definitely be in the playoffs in some order? Yeah. Right? You yeah. have those four teams. Then I think the Ravens will make it. So that's yeah. five. And then for two spots, you have the Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, realistically, and Cleveland if they get healthy. Yeah. I don't really want to count Houston or Indianapolis or the Jets, as fun as that would be. <laughs> so, like, I feel like out of those teams, the Bengals and either the Raiders or the Chargers are going to be in. Yeah. But, obviously, like, we're only a third of the way into the season. Some freak injury could happen. Circumstances could change. You never know. Circumstances could definitely change, man. Watch, you know what I'm saying? The Raiders trade for T. Higgins, and now they have one of the best receiving cores in football, man. It could happen. You never know. Or somebody could trade for Jerry Judy. Facts. Um, shout out to Steve Smith, by the way. Hey, man. Gotta love Steve Smith. Actually, like, underrated legend. Like, just as a human being, fuck football. Brian Hoyer's not beating the Bears. Um... Wait, 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 wait. Why are we talking about Brian Hoyer? I mean, he played for the Raiders yesterday. But, like, do you know who the Bears quarterback might be? Like, literally, like, that's the question is, like, what is his name? Because, like, even if you saw him play, it's a pretty decent chance you don't remember like Tyler Badgett or something? Something like that. Undrafted free agent that beat out PJ Walker in training camp. I don't know. Like, do I think Brian Hoyer is good? No, obviously not. But like, this other guy might be a creative player. And also, uh, the Bears are not good either. Yeah, I mean, 
I just think it's hilarious how, like, if you look at the the Cowboys, right, they lost to Josh Dobbs, a quarterback that was cut in at the end of training camp by the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Niners lost to P.J. Walker, a quarterback that was cut at the end of training camp by the Bears. And then the Eagles lost to Zach Wilson, like one of the worst quarterbacks ever. So, like, <laughs> football's a funny game, people. It happens, man. I don't know. I, I think, like, penciling in a win for the Bears is dangerous. It's super dangerous. Second and eight for the Chargers. I also just learned right now that Brian Hoyer was playing Garoppolo. Is he out for a while? I guess he got hurt. I don't know what happened, though. So, Brian Hoyer threw the ball 10 times. Garoppolo threw the ball 22 times. Brian Hoyer fucked around and got 102 yards on six completions. Maybe he's him. Maybe. Uh, Josh McDaniels today said the prognosis is a lot better than it might otherwise have been. Sounds like if he misses time, it won't be much more than this week. Huh. Yo, Brian Hoyer against Tyson Bajan. Good God. Let me look at the live odds. (laughs) Hey, man. We we will be there. Regrettably. Fourth and eight for the Chargers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still Raiders minus three. Wait, it was Raiders minus one prior to the Bears game. So Fields being out is only a two-point swing. That's wild. (laughs) That's wild. The difference between Fields and Bajan is two points. So so the Ravens, I think, were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Now that's moved to three. After yes. the games. That basically means that's a neutral game in the eyes of the betters. Yep. Home field is worth like three points on average. Yeah. So um, I've, al- I've always had a question about that. Is it three games? Uh, is that the swing between home fields for both teams? Or is that the swing from a home field to a neutral field? It's home field to a neutral field. Okay, so basically it's like it's a six-point swing the other way to the other team's home stadium then, right? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that's like whenever you see a line that says home team minus three, it's basically a pick game. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this team will probably win because they're at home, and that's usually what happens. But minus three makes sense to me. Yeah, I think it does. Shout out to Dan Campbell, man. They're out there gnawing people's ankles off and shit. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Dan Campbell for just having an outrageous press conference to start his, like, coaching career as a whole and then shit panning out. Um, Yeah, no, like, the Lions are actually good for the first time maybe in my life. Yeah. But you know what it is? I think, like, a lot of people learned about how, like, it's fine to have a guy as at head coach who's maybe not necessarily the X's and O's guy, guy, but he's more of, like, a CEO coach that, like, has a managerial role in overseeing everything, but then calls on other people to get the X's and O's right. 
because that's essentially what Detroit is, and I think it's a damn good setup considering that they have a very bright OC and a very bright DC. And, I mean, clearly they have a coach that, like, commands the respect of the guys. So, like, the setup as a whole is fine, but basically people just, like – and realistically they could have wrongly assumed that basically, like, you guys may be a bit of a moron, but um, even if he is, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens are set up that way. Yeah. Exactly. Because, like, Harbaugh, his background was in special teams. Yep. He's not a QB whisperer. Yep. Wow, you can absolutely, like, just put an adult in the room as head coach and, like, figure it out. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Steelers are set up that way as well. And I think, like, realistically, the Eagles are set up that way. Um, Like, people don't know, but the Cardinals are set up that way as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, people just need to, the thing with that is the easy thing about having the quarterback guru be the coach is yeah. you're not going to get poached by other jobs. Yep. So you just have to be able to replace that person quite often. Yeah. Your offense is functional and positive. Yeah. For what it's worth, though, I I also think that it's not – it's not the most common thing for the quarterback whisperer to also be the like leader of men because those are like two completely different things. No, uh, I think, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's a very rare case to find both in the same guy. So you kind of do have to like it's a it's an inexact science. Like you're not gonna just find the right answer. There's gonna be give and take with whatever decision you make. Look at Josh McDaniels. Yep. Smart guy knows quarterbacks. But can't coach for shit. Thing. Look at John Gruden. Oh yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. Um I don't know. I think he was working on a lawsuit. I don't know if that went far. I feel like he's the kind of guy to like get dropped by his lawyer, but I don't know. Yeah, because all those emails came out and yep, he just like disappeared. Yeah, he's still getting his check though, so I mean, the guy probably is never gonna work again. Oh, I wouldn't. Yep. The moment I signed a ten for one hundred, oh my god. <laughs> ten for one hundred on the back end of my very successful career. Yep. Dude, I wonder what Sean Payton's contract was. Like, that shit was probably crazy. Yeah. Guys, I'll yep. turn my camera on in a little bit. I'm just about to eat the fuck out of this pizza. Yeah, let, let him enjoy that in peace. Hey, Michael Penix Jr., did you watch the Washington-Oregon game? I did not. Oh, I my God. That one. But I, I saw the highlights and um, watch, that watch game. Watch coverage. Watch it. This guy tried to field this punt. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, a flag got like they do a flag. Oh no! What are you doing? Oh no! Guys, what are we doing? Yo, Brandon Staley fully thinks like growing this beard out is going to distract us from the fact that he's ass. Does he know? I really don't know. 
Why Joe, they just doubt. Yo, how do you get an illegal formation on a punt? Yeah, what the hell? What type of what type of? Can you imagine if they muffed that punt and the Cowboys like returned it for a touchdown or something? Oh, call back illegal formation. But um, did you watch Oregon Washington? Nah, I missed it. Caught the highlights though. Now, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of lefty quarterbacks. Same, same. Yeah, man, P- Penix is like, I-, I like his talent. He's going to be 24 as a rookie, so I think he'll be a guy who gets to play right away. So I just hope that the situation is right with him. I'm not really like, tapped into, like, draft boards and stuff and mock drafts. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people desperate for quarterbacks. Yeah. That like Bo Nix and Penix are going to get to play right away. Yep. No, that, that's definitely true. So I, I think there's a pretty good chance that six teams leave the first round thinking they got their guy for like the next little bit. Um, and that's good. Like that's obviously good for those players and it's good for teams with high draft picks. I think it's really bad for the quarterbacks that need to find a new home in the off season. Cause like mm-hmm. there's not that many teams that need guys. And like, you have to count for the teams that are just dumb enough to think they already have a guy when they don't. So like, there's just not that many guys. So like your Justin Fields and your Kirk cousins, like might get a little bit screwed. I don't know, man. We'll have to see. Like, I'm looking forward to how the the numbers shake out with how many teams actually need a quarterback. Because, like, like it's some shit, like, you know, like, you might look at it and say the commanders need a quarterback, right? But, like, Sam Howell might trick them into thinking they're good with, like, a good end to the season. Now, all of a sudden, that's one less spot. Um, I still think, like, I think the Giants are – I think they would draft a quarterback, but I don't think they would make a move for anybody like who's in the league right now. Um, the yeah, thing about the Giants, exactly. So Daniel Jones's contract can be gotten out of after next year. So I think that's why like the setup might not be the worst thing for them to get a quarterback, have him sit for a year, and then roll with him the next year. Now that puts you in a really awkward place with Daniel Jones, but I mean like an awkward situation with how bad things are, that's not a bad enough thing to just like to sway you from actually picking a good quarterback. So like that's, that's not that that's, you could say the Giants commanders, there's a chance that they're not in the race for like cousins or fields or whatever. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll just see what happens. Like we'll see how the the spots fill out. Um, I think a lot of people looked at Detroit for a while as, oh, they'll make a move for a quarterback, but I think they'll probably pay Goff and they have Hendon Hooker, who they drafted in the third round last year. Like that's their quarterback situation set. The commanders are three and three, right? Yep. Remember they made the wild card game with, they made the, they won the division with Heineke. Yep. Was that under Ron Rivera? Uh, I believe so, and he went toe to toe with Tom Brady. <laughs> Yo, if they make the playoffs again, Ron Rivera probably keeps his job. 
hella random, but yeah. I'm thinking about like the idea of replacing Sam Howell. Like, if they make the playoffs, they probably are gonna run it back. Exactly. So I mean, like, that's realistically the NFC locked off there. And then if you go to the north, I don't think the Lions will be make they won't be making a move for a quarterback. The Bears probably draft one at the top of the draft. Um, the Packers probably like again that, that that's a sticky one, but like Jordan Love, I think will probably play into getting another shot next year. Also, I don't think this regardless of how bad he plays, I don't think this management having hedged such a big bet on Jordan Love, I don't think they can pull the plug after one year. Oh hell no. So that's that team. The Vikings, I think they are guaranteed to go after a quarterback, but they'll probably have like a respectable enough pick to get one in the draft. So we just worked through the North right there. Um, a guy like a, I mean, the Bucks could probably go. They, they'll go for one for sure, but the Panthers won't. We could see the Falcons lie to themselves about Ritter. Um, nah. the, Saint, the Saints have paid Carr. Um, but that gives you the Falcons, Bucks, and Vikings. Um, and then we go to the West. I think the Cardinals probably have a good enough pick to draft one of a one of the quarterbacks. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Rams do, but I think the Rams are the kind of team that are they're only in it for a young quarterback. I think they would they wouldn't. I don't know if they would trade for a fields and move off of Stafford. It's like young draftable quarterback or nothing. Oh yeah. Um, and then where uh, Seattle? I think they're also draftable quarterback or nothing. And then obviously the Niners are set. So we we got what the Bucks and the Falcons as the two like veteran quarterback landing spots in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um. If we go to the AFC, I think the Jets are rolling with Rodgers. Uh, Dolphins and Bills are set. Patriots are definitely going for a quarterback, but I think they get a shot at drafting one. Um, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals are locked in. Steelers probably make a move for a guy. that They're probably eligible for a veteran, so you can throw them in there. Um in the South, you got Stroud, Richardson, and Trevor Lawrence. That just leaves the Titans, but I think they probably at least give it a shot with their second-round pick from last year. So I think that division's locked off. Um, and then, yeah, the last division left, AFC West. You got the Chiefs, Chargers, and Bron- like and Broncos, who are re- realistically locked into like their veteran quarterback. For them, it's like young quarterback or nothing. Um and then uh, the Raiders, yeah, I think the Raiders, I don't know what Garoppolo's money looks like, but they're probably also young quarterback or nothing. So, like, bro, we got three teams, Steelers, Falcons, Bucks for the veteran quarterbacks. And, and we're going to have like, Fields, Kirk Cousins, and Tannehill Tan- probably needing new jobs. Yeah, probably those are like it's a, it's musical chairs for quarterbacks with those three teams. I feel like I feel like the Steelers feel like the Cousins landing spot. I was gonna say if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm going to the Bucks. 
Ooh. Oh, that I think from Cousins' standpoint, that makes the most sense. I'm thinking about it from what would Pittsburgh want? Because I don't oh, know yeah. if Pittsburgh would want another developmental guy like Fields. I think they would like look at it like, you know what? We are close to having the win now defense. Uh, we have weapons. Let's just get a veteran that we know at least can get the ball to the weapons. Um, I think they would want Cousins over everybody else. But, yeah, your point about Cousins, uh, Tampa being the best spot for him, that makes a lot of sense. It's a dog shit division. Yeah. you got no state tax. Yeah. you got two wide receivers on on the books right there. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Fields and the Falcons just feels like such a clean fit. The Falcons are so funny to me, man. They are out here saying Lamar's not worth all that to trade for, blah, blah, blah. But now look at that. I've been actively rooting for their downfall since they were all in on Watson, but then like not in at all on Lamar. Like yeah. that's just outrageous to me. It makes no sense. But yeah, if I was Kirk Cousins, I'd be a Buccaneer. Oh man, Tannehill to the Steelers, man. That's disgusting. I honestly think they're just going to roll a third year with Kenny Pickett. They probably will because I think like the, them pivoting to a vet would be very contingent on like how highly they rate the vet. Like they wouldn't just pivot to any guy. And Tannehill probably doesn't like make the cut. Um, but yeah, I just that'll be heavily influenced by how Pickett's season goes from this point onwards. Ah, don't kill me, man. Troy Aikman is talking about Jay Z being his doppelganger. Hey, man, that's all good. They showed Jay Z and they showed LeBron. Don't kill me. So, um, when this game was at seven and seven. We were talking glowingly about what the game was looking like, and uh, they said, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, we're still at seven-seven. Yep, the offenses have slowed down. Yeah, um, it's not looking like the the sexy Monday night shootout that it felt like it might have been. It's all good. We tried. We we really tried our best. Oh my god. They threw a flag for that? I hit on Zach. I don't know about that one being a flag. I don't think that's a particularly good call, but whatever.
that's so weak, man. Dude, that's not wow. Okay, that is so weak. Whatever. That's crazy. You probably throw a pick anyways. The hit wasn't. Oh high. my god! I almost called it. Was it Derwin too? Yep. Oh my god, that would have been that would have been iconic. Oh wow. He really tried to he really tried to thread the needle with that throw. Yep. Dak, I don't know if you have the facilities for that big man. Funny thing is, that guy almost dropped it right into a pick. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing. Asante breaks on this ball, misses at the ball, like has an opportunity to swipe at it, goes right through, right past his hand, right mm -hmm. into Gallup's chest, off his chest, into Derwin James's hands, who can't catch it. Three guys could have caught that, or conceivably could have touched it. Hey man, it happened. Yo, there's nothing more satisfying to watch. Then the team get an incompletion on first down. You know what I'm saying? Second and 10. Think they're nice. Think they're creative. Run on second down. Get nothing. And now they're in third and long. Like, just walk yourself into third and long. Damn. Lots of Cowboys fans. I don't understand the soft coverage there. They were like a good four yards past the first down marker. That was crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, my God. Then the defender slipped as well. That's bad. I think um, I'm going to see what his numbers look like, but I think the Tony Pollard lead back experiment has gone not as good as the Cowboys expected, and that's a part of the way their season is going. Hey, man. He's had a nice screenplay, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, I haven't like, even had like, any huge Tony Pollard game. The, uh, the the Cowboys have done like done it with a couple players recently where they'll let the player go and really just not adequately replace them and think everything's going to be fine. Like they moved on from Amari Cooper for financial reasons um, and just have not been able to replace him. And they've really suffered because of it. And with Zeke, he's washed regardless, but like you needed to replace good Zeke. Yeah. Um, or at least. Oh, he didn't get there for that one. That's short. At least something close to it to compliment Pollard, but you haven't. And it's just like you can't let this talent just leave, do nothing about it, and expect everything to be okay. Those moves make you more DAC dependent, and that's only a bad thing. It's not a great thing. The fourth and one, Dallas is going for it. 
Uh, give me a Dax sneak and he gets stuffed. That's exactly what happened. I love it. He did not get that. That's a turnover on downs. Big Mike. Big Mike. Predictable guy. He did not get that. No way. That's a turnover. Don't even bring out the sticks for that one, boys. He got maybe a football's length gained on that. Hmm. Oh, man. Gotta love Big Mike. Well, who saw that one coming, huh? Uh, but yeah, man, cute quarterback sneaks are not the simplest thing to execute. Nope. Unless you're the Eagles, but fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, just find a quarterback who just randomly learned powerlifting growing up. Like, just, just find one of those guys. Although the Ravens don't really do quarterback sneaks, we do like quarterback power. I mean, it works. But also, I feel like that. I feel like that makes more sense. Like, you want you don't want Lamar to, like to tell him like you know what, just like power through these like this just massive human beings. Like, you have like an elusive, shifty runner that people just can't get a finger on. Like, may as well. Hey, I'm I'm a fan of quarterback power generally. Yeah. For the Pat Ricard lead blocker action. Yo, that guy's a hilarious player. Dude, his hands are actually so good. Like, for a guy that's pushing 300 pounds or is 300 pounds, it's actually... 314 pounds, baby. Oh, my. I didn't even know it was like that. Yep. (laughs) He's 314 pounds, and we're throwing him, like, you know, check downs in the flats. Yo, I don't know if if you remember this, but... um, when the Ravens played the Dolphins on, I think it was Monday Night Football last year, I want to say. I don't know what year it was, but basically Troy Aikman was talking about Pat Ricard, and he was uh-huh. like, "You know, that's the best athlete in the NFL. And I was like, dog, I love, I love the energy, but like, <laughs> we're doing a lot here. But like, he is a crazy player. I don't yeah. know. I totally agree with him. The fact that somebody says he's the best athlete in the NFL, that just shows how like how much he does to even like for somebody that that thought to even cross somebody's mind. Like that's a win in itself. I don't know. He has better hands than people who are 200 pounds. Yep. That plays both sides of the ball. Plays both sides of the ball. Um is effective enough to get those snaps legitimately. Um, and then it's not like he's just a lead blocker, like you said, he has respectable hands. But um, big play down the sidelines to Josh Palmer, uh, a guy who grew up like five minutes away from where I grew up. So shout out to him. Those damn Canadians, man. For real. Just randomly popping up in sports and all of a sudden. Unbelievable. For real. This pizza is so fucking good, guys. Whoa. 
Colts but, quarterback Anthony Richardson is probably going to miss the rest of the regular season and could undergo shoulder surgery in the next week or so. No. Oh, man, we are crashing on Daniel. No. Oh. Yo, that is damn. Damn, so that guy played like three games in his rookie year. Dude, he played, he played, I think he appeared in four football games and he only finished one. He got knocked out of three games. Jesus Christ. That is bad. Or as you would say, hashtag bad. This hashtag not good. Hashtag not good. Yes, yes, yes. Hashtag not good. Yeah, that really sucks, man. Like these kind of developmental quarterbacks, this missed time is bad. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the Gardner Minshew show. So uh, if you have the Colts on your schedule from this point onwards, consider yourself lucky. The Raiders do. Ooh, easy dub, easy dub. Yep. Uh, sunset shot they got of the fake lake and so far is so nice. Yeah, what a shot. What kind of play call is that, guys? Be fucking serious. What the fuck did we just watch? I can't wait to see this. Keenan Allen in motion. Play action, roll to the right, sidearm to the flat, and that guy gets smacked. I feel like both teams should have more than seven points. Actually, did the Chargers turn it over or something? I don't see so. the outcome of these drives. They just get to midfield and stall and punt. So there is. There's almost 300 yards of offense in this game and two scores. Yep. Oh, Harbor, you had him. <clears throat> I only have another drive stalling at midfield. Oh, man. <clears throat> Just Chargers things, man. When to show something and show nothing at the exact same time. Who saw this one coming, huh? Yep. I'm seeing a flag. Uh, did they announce what the flag is on your... Sh on your uh, yeah, holding on the right tackle. He held the shit out of somebody. 
going backwards well Oh my god. Why is the guy trying to run out of bounds? You have a minute and 16 left. Go field. Yeah, you have three timeouts. You actually don't have to consider the clock here. But, like, when they don't convert this, the Cowboys are going to call a timeout and get the ball back. Hmm. Yeah, you got to fight for some yards there, my guy. Yeah, what the hell? Big ass tight end running out of bounds. Take one step outside, cut inside, and just try to power through people till you hit the ground. Third and 14, I say, fuck it, let's take this end zone shot. Spoiler alert, didn't work. So we stalled right out of midfield again. We are consistent, if nothing else. Yeah. I think Herbert's arm got hit on the throw, so like I have sympathy for that one. But he was I, trying to th- he was trying to drop a like he would have had to drop a dime into that double coverage. Beautiful sun, sunset, Los Angeles. Joe Buck and Kirk Herb Street. No, Troy Aikman, not Kirk Herb Street. Yeah. Why do I think Troy Aikman looks like Kirk Herb Street? Is that true, or are they just both white? I think I think they're just both white, like monotone color commentators. But um, I was gonna ask, how much of a skill do you think being a gunner on a punt? is like how difficult do you think that skill is for like an average athlete to pick up i mean you have to be fucking fast yeah but like i don't know i think the the people who block on punt coverage are better athletes yeah so um i asked that because basically the eagles have a guy on a practice on the practice squad he played football at oregon but um, he's basically a sprinter, and like he's actually in contention to be like an Olympic sprinter for the U.S. But um, they're obviously trying to get him to like, you know, play receiver and like learn that, and it's not really panning out. They tried to let him do kick returns and punt returns; it's not really panning out. But what is panning out is that he's like a demon as a gunner, right? Like he yeah. just flies down the field, obviously, right? So I, that's just something I'm thinking is like, you know. I wonder how difficult of a task it would be to just like take a, a sprinter with like a decent physique, some like decent physicality, and just say, you know what, we're gonna make you like the best gunner in football, hmm. and we're just gonna let you fly down the field. We're gonna have our punter punting to your side every single time, and you just get this fair catch every single time. Like you don't even have to be like the most insane tackler if you get there fast enough. It's just a matter of whether you can get past the guy trying to block you. 
then I'm, that's why I'm asking, like, how how skilled of a thing is that? I think it's obviously there's a skill to it, but it's also like yeah. your personal tools. Like, like yeah. a pepper card can't be a gunner. Yeah, exactly. Cowboys are just in field goal range and they held somebody, so um, I don't know. We're <laughs> going backwards. Mm hmm. <laughs> Gotta love it. But yeah, I, I think there's like a there's a precedent in football generally of just like athletes being given an opportunity to play the sport and picking it up. Like my dad's a Cowboys fan. He talks about a guy named Bob Hayes from like the 70s who was actually like legitimately an Olympic sprinter that they turned into a deep threat. Um, mm -hmm. There's a left tackle on the Eagles, Jordan Mailata, who grew up playing rugby in, uh, in uh, New Zealand. And uh, they made him a left tackle. And like he's pretty decent now. Um, and then obviously there's that Olympic sprinter that the Eagles are essentially he's just a full-time gunner at this point. It's not going to pan out anywhere else. But he's on the practice squad, and they call him up if they don't have a use for any, the one of the practice squad call-up spots. Uh -huh. They just call him up, and they just have him play gunner, and he just flies down the field. It's it's a pretty interesting niche role to have. There you go. They call a personal foul for that hit? Yep. The thing is, is like – I don't know. I understand the helmet to helmet stuff on defenseless players, but if you're a runner, yep. you're not quite defenseless. No, it's a choice that you're making. Yes. You're not defenseless in the sense that like receivers are in the posture when they catch the ball. Yep. Whatever. Well, Chargers think... gonna charge. Cowboys gonna cowboy. Yep. Yeah, I think the referees just like I think Derwin James has a reputation that kind of works against him. And I don't even know if the reputation's earned, but he gets a lot of these calls. Like the roughing the passer and this is like it's come on. Yeah, I think I'm roughing the passer is fucking weeks off, dude. Hundred percent. That was such horseshit. Jack Prescott called for this first half. I don't know how they did that. Shout out to the studio people. They couldn't get set up there. <coughs> well, guys, oven pizza's finished. That shit was delicious. And um, let's see what we got for dessert. I think I got mango mochi in that. Bit. Let's go. I got a fucking six aside game at 9.15, but I don't think I'm going to go. Nice. Did you see that they added flag football to the Olympics? I did see that. I think that's interesting. I'm curious to see, like, are other countries, like, around the world, how quickly they're going to, like, set up flag football, like, association. No, there's an Olympics this summer, right? What's that? There's an Olympics this summer? Yeah, Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think the basketball will probably be pretty interesting. Oh, that's right. The basketball will be fascinating. Because um, the thing is, is like, 
uh, I, I watched because I, I did content for the uh, FIBA World Cup, right? And like it was pretty good, but teams were still not fully loaded. And like, forget US, I'm talking about Canada, Serbia. No, oh, yeah, a lot of the other teams weren't full teams either. Yeah, but I thought that tournament was pretty cool. Um, and that wasn't even like the real thing. So I think the Olympics are going to be awesome. Um, I don't know how you feel about international basketball. Or, like, when's the last time you've actually like been invested? But like, being somebody who watched like every Canada matchup in the FIBA World Cup, I left that feeling like I like the product that international basketball is. Yeah, a lot. Um, obviously, like NBA has like uh. There's like a luster to it, a shine to it that's different. But I found myself just enjoying those World Cup games in a very different way. And like, I look at it like I think the 40-minute games, I, I enjoyed that. The no commercials between quarters, I enjoyed that. Um, and I wouldn't say that the referees are better because I think they might be worse. But I think the rules are better. And the end product there is I find myself thinking about the referees less. So I like, I looked, I don't know, I felt that. It's almost like I enjoyed the product more. Ah, nice. Even though I know, like, it's just it can't compete with the NBA in a lot of ways, but also I feel like the NBA can't compete with it in other ways as well. So I'm really excited for the Olympics. I think the Olympics will be dope. Um, I don't know how what flag football is going to look like, but um, I hope that Tyreek Hill plays flag football in the next Olympics. There's no way they're going to allow flag. There's no way. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. Like I, I would cry laughing watching like a, a Norwegian center back chasing uh, or cornerback chasing down Tyreek Hill on the perimeter. There is no shot they let him play, dude. <laughs> There's no fucking shot. Yo, Hans Eriksson on one on one coverage with Tyreek Hill. Who wins? Yo, Dom Bahamas is a flag football league. That's tight. I feel like for the flag football like thing in the Olympics, yeah, you have to explicitly play flag football to play in the fucking Olympics. Yo, like, you I can't cross I, over from the NFL. I hear you, but I need to see it happen, dog. It'd be so funny. Dog, we don't need that. But yeah, guys, <laughs> halftime, Dallas 10, San Diego, no, not San Diego, Los Angeles 7. But I, I that's dope, though. I, I wouldn't have figured that there were flag football setups in other countries. That's cool to know. Um, me and my boys are actually setting up a flag football team in, to play in a league soon, so that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Mm -hmm. And, like, how many countries adopt it and how if it actually spurs, like, interest in football in other Yo, countries. Yo, Fields has a dislocated thumb. Yeah, I heard about that. Have they have they put out a timeline yet? They said there's no timetable for return, but he's doubtful to play in week seven. Interesting. So yeah, I don't know. We might really get the Tyler Badgett Brian Hoyer game. Nasty work. I think I think the Twitter timeline is trying to tell me that Ben Simmons is hooping in preseason. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. Let's see it in the real season, Ben Simmons.
I forget Khalil Max on the Chargers. For real. I forgot about it until he had a six sack game, and then I was like, right, right. He's there and he's good. But that's what Brandon Staley does, man. He makes you forget about good talent. Hundred percent. Chargers could be two and three after tonight. Yep. What does that leave them? If they were to be two and three, they would have the fourth worst record in the AFC. Yep. Only the Bengals, Patriots, uh, sorry, only the Titans, Patriots, and Broncos would have worse records. Gotta love it. Yo, every time they show this Rams touchdown with a running back just, like, drags three people with him, I'm shocked every time that that little guy did that. Come on, Cardinals. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. I guess Trevor Lawrence is day-to-day with an injury. David oh, Montgomery's boy. out for the Lions for a little bit. Do we know? Do do you know offhand who the the Jaguars' backup is? CJ oh no! Oh yes, baby! Damn! Oh yeah, and then Montgomery's out. So Craig Reynolds, RB one. Anybody who plays fantasy football, keep your eyes peeled. Forty dollar fab bids coming in. For Craig Reynolds, people. Dak Prescott's 18-yard touchdown run was the longest of his career. Wow. Hmm. I mean, good for him, I guess. That was an 18-yard touchdown run, the longest of your career. You're a black quarterback. (laughs) Tony Pollard has 20 yards in the whole game, so he's out here outpacing his. Actually, Eckler only has 14. Uh, Dak is the leading rusher in this game. Hmm. Look at him thriving. Niners, Vikings next Monday night. Dog shit. Uh, Leonard Fournette is visiting the Bills tomorrow. Damn. Life really happens quickly for running backs, man. Yep. Isn't Leonard Fournette like not even 30 years old? Uh, I think you're right. I think he might not even be close. I think he might be like a cool 28, 27 or something. He's 28. He, he'll, he'll be turning 29 in January. But, um, yeah, he's 28. Damn. But, like, looking at his stats, he's played six years of football. 
nothing crazy, but um, he's on the fringes of the NFL right now. What do you oh, think the yeah, solution yeah. what do you think the solution to the running back situation is in the NFL? Not that like that question is assuming that there requires one, because like I don't think the league actually cares at all. But if there ever were to be a good solution, what do you think it would be? So like what do you mean? Like um basically give running backs a fair opportunity to command a respectable like or basically to have a, a respectable negotiating power during their prime earning years, because essentially that four-year rookie contract covers their prime earning years. Um, oh, it, won't happen. It'll just be a devalued position due to like contract lengths yeah. and the insistence on like becoming a quarterback driven league. Yeah. It's going to inevitably devalue running backs like by design. Yeah. And there'll always be room for like elite running backs to make yeah. a bit of bread, but it's always going to be an underpaid position. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I think like a lot of the solutions suggested are like stupid for different reasons. Like I think the separate running back salary cap thing is crazy. Um, oh, it's completely I th- stupid. I think the, the thing is, right, like the most reasonable one on its face is – uh, basically, if the running back rookie contract got dropped to two years from four years, right? But I think that would open up a massive issue with like now receivers that get running back snaps like Debo. People like there being ambiguity about positions the way there was between tight end and receiver when Jimmy yep. Graham was fighting for the franchise tag. It would open up this just like massive gray area and then that wouldn't work. I think generally, right? Like the real life just consequence of everything is that like if you're a running back better learn to play receiver right like Mm -hmm. that's just the reality because if you can if you can be a guy who has the ability to run between the tackles but then also has the ability to split out wide and do that kind of a thing you're essentially now going to be viewed as a a guy who can be kept away from the hits and you can be viewed as a guy who has longevity in his career and you know get paid that way but yeah i think um it's just going to change the nature of the running back position and what those guys try to become and i think that'll like fully set us on the path of like offenses one day just having weapons like you got five six guys on the field that have versatility between different spots in the, in the offense oh yeah and I think that'll be a pretty cool time to, to watch football. I think you'll get to a point, too, where, like, you have multiple people taking snaps. Like Yes. Oh, I agree. I think there's going to come a point in time where there's a second guy on the field that can throw a football pretty reasonably. Yep. And things are going to get really wacky. <laughs> That's what the running back will become. Yeah. True. Just mobile quarterbacks move to running back. Yeah. Like, it's kind of – um. It's kind of like how in basketball right now, I feel like the role of a specialist is kind of just not a thing anymore because like the reality is, is you have to bring more than one thing to the table. There's just too many guys that do like 
a Reggie Evans could never exist in this league. A Steve Novak could never exist. Like those guys that do one thing are gone. And that's coming for a lot of these skill positions in football. Oh, yeah. But no, I think the running back would just be an auxiliary receiver or a second quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Adapt or die. Like you run a fucking jet sweep to the right hand side. Dude throws a fucking like five yard out. Yeah. It'll be a run pass option in like the literal sense. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You could totally run a speed option where the pitch guy could just turn and throw the ball upfield. So you're running a speed option with guys running routes on the other side of the field, up the, like down the field. Yep. You have like one dude blocking. Yep. You have like you could, you could even have like a full backfield, and you'd still have like one safety valve in the flat and two guys running routes, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, I remember. What if pitches the ball? Can he run a route? Uh, right, yeah, he's an eligible receiver technically. I believe so because I'm trying to think, right? Like, no, because quarterbacks do that double passes and shit. Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Like, I was thinking through in my head that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've also seen a play where like a quarterback, right, throws to the flat. And then the f- player in the flat threw back to the quarterback who went to the other side of the field. I remember seeing that. I forget who it was. But that happened. Yeah, 100%. The quarterback could then be an eligible receiver. Um, like, Because you know what it is, right? Like, I asked this once kind of as a joke, but not really. But I was like, if Lamar Jackson committed to being a punt returner, like, do you think he could be the best in the league? Probably. Probably, right? I was talking to one of my friends who, like, played football, and he's, like, 100% chance he could be because, like, Lamar Jackson is very much a best athlete on the field kind of player. And, like, those kind of players at lower levels of football, coaches just put them in at every opportunity to get the ball in their hands. Yeah, get the ball as much as you can so we can win. He's probably returned punts before at some level of football. Like, probably pretty early, but it's definitely happened before. Oh, I'm sure. Second half's begun, people. Yeah. What a catch. Oh, my God. That is the best catch of the weekend. Dog, Troy Aikman is still on my screen. What the hell am I about to watch? What a catch. What a horrible throw, though. <laughs> Just kidding. He got wiped away. An eligible man downfield. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Poor guy. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Poor guy. Yo, he's when he posts that highlight on Twitter, he's got to cut it pretty sh- like early. Oh, hell yeah. You got to like, you got to really find where the flag animation comes up and just cut it right there. Yeah. 
man, I feel like I've seen a lot of stupid penalties in this game. Yeah, it's been a pretty rough game from that standpoint. All right. Food has all been eaten, people. I am chilling on the couch for the rest of the day. We're going to get through this game, people. Um... I think this game is shaping up to have a good ending, but I, I was hoping that it had a little bit more than a good ending. You know, like oh, I'm hoping to be entertained. Yeah, a good a good middle would have been nice. Yes. Big fan of a good middle. Oh yeah. Eckler actually had a decent run. Nice. Six yards. We'll take it. Man, this is really the Josh Palmer game, man. What the hell did I show up to watch? Chargers going with some tempo. That's how you know they ain't got shit going. Eckler gets three more yards. Set up a third and one in the usual part of the field where the Chargers go blank. Mm, third and one. Uh, I'm thinking this is like a rollout to the right, throw to somebody that's covered and have it batted down. No, they're just handing it to Eckler every play. That's what. Oh yeah, they're hurrying up. True. Oh, this is good because I feel like the Chargers are heavy throw it in obvious running down situations because we don't know what we're doing. Like I feel like that's kind of what they got going on. So for them to run the ball there, that's that's really commendable. Hey man, growth, maturity. Really, it's it's all about baby steps. Yeah. Flag on the play. So this is probably coming back, but whatever. Illegal shift on the Chargers. Okay. No, that was Dallas that got the illegal formation on a punt, but I mean, we're seeing sloppy football today, people. Yep. Number seven and 70 weren't set. God damn. So they got the penalty yards back, second and ten. Let's see what they do. Josh Palmer. Only a hundred penalty yards in this game. It feels like more. 
It's been like 12 penalties, though, in like a half, in a little bit. Yo, so Eddie is chasing uh, is chasing me in fantasy football. I have nobody playing. He has Josh Palmer and Eckler. And I showed up thinking watching Eckler would be tough, but it's really Josh Palmer that's like Damn. about to lose me this fantasy matchup. I did not. I did not show up for this. <laughs> Eckler runs it for two yards. Chargers are in field goal range now. Okay. See, Eckler wants me to win this fantasy matchup, but fucking Josh Palmer doesn't. And I don't appreciate it. Keenan Allen, where are you when when we need you? And by we, I mean me. I don't know. I feel like this game is going to come down to a missed kick at the end. Uh, feels, feels feels like one of those. Maybe. That or a turnover at the end. Like somebody has a chance to win it on the last drive and they turn it over. What's that? There's Keenan Allen on a slant. There we go. Wait, Keenan has four for 31, and I swear that was for like 20 yards. This guy was sitting on three for 10 before that. Yeah, man, he's on the Mike Evans game. Disgusting. Oh, no, not Mike Evans, Mike Thomas. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Slant Boy. Does he still play? Uh, Poorly, but yeah. Nice. He's like straight up the Saints wide receiver three at this point. Crazy. Yep. Chargers had a pass for zero yards completed. Third and ten. Looking like ten ten. Probably. Uh, Peter, did you hear Gilbert Arenas' like suggestion for a referee ejection rule? No. What is thought, it? Thought it was hilarious. He basically said that like Oh my god, he got it. Was it Keenan Allen? No, it was just it's Justin Herbert. Oh, I'm with that. I'm with that. But um Gilbert Arenas said that both coaches should have like a flag and if they both throw their flags, like the referee should get ejected. Like, you know, like basically if the, both the coaches agree, they should be able to throw a referee out and have like substitute referees like waiting in the wings. I mean, isn't there an alternate ref at every game? 
yeah, I mean, I guess they're there in case something happens to a ref, but a ref being ejected because like both they coaches didn't give like. It to him. Ah. Oh yeah, they're right. He was short. Ah. It looks like they're going for it though. They are going. A- aggressive and Chargers. Analytics and Chargers. They turned it over. They passed it on an obvious running down? Yep, fourth and a half a yard, and they passed it. Again, man, this just this is always oh, a rollout to the right, too. You can imagine my shock. You can imagine my shock. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like – like, I just think it's funny. Like, I think the idea of both coaches in a sporting situation, like – collaborating and like arriving to a conclusion that look this referee's ass let's get him out of here uh-huh i think that's hilarious hey man that's a funny suggestion but it just wouldn't happen oh never happen i'd love to see it though i just think just straight from the entertainment standpoint it'd be great especially if there was something dramatic like flags involved like uh-huh. one one coach throws his flag and then just like Glares to the other bench. Other coach starts considering it, and ah, fuck it, this those flags. This guy's ass. Let's get Scott Foster the hell out of here. There was a there was a play from the Rams game against the Eagles where the referee threw the threw the flag. And he threw it in uh, just a, like I don't know if he was thinking it through, but he threw it relatively close to Jalen Hurts, so he just caught the flag in midair. Yeah, and uh, obviously people were like jokingly saying, like, if you catch the flag as it's thrown, the penalty like the penalty shouldn't count. You gotta reward you gotta reward them for something. You catch the flag, you should be able to do something about it. <clears throat> Yeah. But yeah, it's been a great week on social media for random refereeing suggestions. Hey, man, we love it. But yeah, um, it's not 10-10, it's 10-7. The Chargers rolled to the right and threw the ball on a less than one yard situation, and they didn't get it. Yep. Between that and Dak Prescott getting uh, stuffed on the uh, the fourth and go off short sneak, this game has been very predictable in those situations. There's Dak, and that is out of bounds, and there's a flag. That's probably going to be a hold against the Cowboys somewhere. Shit, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through the rest of this game. Yeah, me neither. Honestly, we could call it early because 
the game is not compelling. The game is not compelling. Um, I don't I think find that's myself comparing at all. Yeah, the 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 chat I think reflects the same thing. Honestly, like guys, we tried, but like I don't know. I just don't care. Same. Also, I'm full of pizza and mochi. Like I'm sleepy as fuck. <laughs> time for a nap. It's just time for me. It might be time for me to go to sleep in like an hour. I don't know. True. Fuck it, you know. True. You never know, people. But um, as Peter says, man, I think we're gonna love you and leave you. Yeah, we were here for about an hour and a half. You guys can't say we weren't here. We gave you guys uh, some good quality, you know, 90 minutes of of just riveting conversation. Yeah, man. So, uh, guys, we love you. I guess we'll see you next week for Niners fucking Vikings. I'd be real mad we might not. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. We'll we'll reassess. We'll be back. But uh, we love you guys. Um, Dallas is third and eight. Dak drops back and takes a sack. These coaches suck, man. These coaches fucking suck, man. I can't wait to not watch this game. We are definitely leaving. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fuck these guys, man. Yeah, fuck this. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. End this stream, Dave. I'm Dave in this situation. End this stream, Dave.